Kaya 959. Kaya 959. Beautiful. Max Hoba. His album, Bayele, The Journey Continues. And of course, as you know, Max uh, will be performing this coming weekend, The Joy of Jazz. Another artist that is amongst the incredible lineup is uh, the great Andreas Vollenweide. And I was lucky enough to catch up with him this week. And in fact, I've put together a feature, so check it out. And I thought instead of talking over the music, I'm going to tell you right now what uh, I spoke to him about first. Uh, and the first thing I spoke to Andreas Bollenweid about was adapting his harp. I mean, he did it many, many years ago in the 80s. And I wondered why he adapted his harp. And uh, has the modification evolved over time? And uh, before he tells us his response, listen to the first track. It's uh, one of my favorites. It's off the album Vox. And uh, yeah, check it out on the World Show. It's called Hey You. Yes, you. You're listening to Kaya 959. On the streets. On the Songs of healing and inspiration on the World Show with Nikki B. It has. And the, the why is, is, is a really tough question. Because uh, I love that expression that's saying the gods are making plans to... Uh, the, the, the people are making plans to amuse the gods. And I, I always thought that they do not deserve to be amused by me. So I, I make no plans. So what my life is basically uh, a chain of, of coincidences. Uh, I just bumped into this instrument. It was at first, it was one of many instruments because I was a, a multi-instrumentalist uh, for many years. I, I was touring already with uh, guitar and wind instruments and keyboards and everything. I was playing whatever was needed in the band. I picked it up and played it. And so there was this little harp that I, out of yeah, coincidence, I bumped into that little harp and and it became one of my collection of instruments. And then I have, uh, uh, after I've developed the instrument, I bought a bigger one. And so I've grown into this loving uh, relationship uh, which which it, it really is. It is a it is a very very profound emotional uh, connection that we have. Meanwhile, in in, the, in after all these years, it's become an extension of myself, uh, uh, like of my whole being. The music is besides that it is a very personal and very intimate experience. It is also a social experience. Music, the making of music, and also the listening and the, the relationship between the musicians and the, and the audience is a very um, is an intense uh, kind of relationship. And and I I love people. <laughs> I, I think we're wonderful, except that we're doing some some really terrible things to each other. That is, of course, the the very dark side of ourselves, but basically the potential that we have is wonderful. And and and, uh, and that um, infuses the relationship between me and the, my musician friends and, and, and my audience friends. It's, it's, a, it's a more of a family experience that, that I'm having. And, and it's, it's an experience that I also need to 
to nurture my or to inspire me and and inspire my passion to go on and to uh, develop new music and and so forth that's that is exactly what makes me getting up in the morning and uh, because that is what music can do it can be like a, a like it can recharge your your motivation and your your uh, yeah the 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 view uh, on on the on the positive things of life which we sometimes forget um, because of all that shadow that is cast by <clears throat> by the negative things and i personally <clears throat> to me music has been a survival strategy in the beginning of my life there was always music everybody was playing and it was wonderful but i'm having i had already then a hard time with the with the world as such with the school with school it was incredibly boring and incredibly time waste of time for me <clears throat> because i was i was so interested in things and i had my own way and path of learning and i was yeah i i was constantly diving deep into into issues of, of that that were on the left and the right of my life and school has basically hindered me from from doing that as intense, intense as i wanted and music was was in that sense when i had a survival strategy because i was running home from school which i hated <laughs> and then I, i was i sat at the piano for two hours to kind of get things in back in order <laughs> in my order my personal order and i think that has shaped the music that i'm playing still today tremendously that that it is still that kind of survival energy that that i would like also to provide to other people because i know other people have a hard time too and interestingly enough after oh, this almost 50 years that i'm doing what i'm doing um about 90% of the people of the of the feedback that we're getting in in shape of the form of, of emails and, and and letters and so forth thousands and ten thousands and more are of people in individual or collective crisis crisis it's not that they think oh it's nice to nice music to to, to listen to they always tell a very intense and very moving uh, story about how this music has helped them through a, a time of struggle and and, and time of Uh, yeah, yeah, a difficult time, and I, I think my own experience from my early childhood on has found its way into the music that I'm playing, and and has is now infecting or inspiring people to or helping people to to look at it as a as a survival strategy in a way. Kaya959 Andres Bollenweide on the World Show and of course the words of him as well as the music Hearts of Gold, this one's also off his album Vox another collaborative masterpiece And now back to the music Kaya959 
Songs of Healing and Inspiration on the World Show with Nikki B. Songs of Healing and Inspiration, of course it is, and speaking to Andreas Volavira about how music heals. I feel it heals me, and in fact, he's been an, involved in an amazing project, Music for Premies, that is Premature Babies. So we spoke about that and generally what it means to have sonic healing. Well, if you're, if you're ready for it, if you're open for it, I mean, we should, we should not use um, music only to distract from from the problems. That we, many people do that. They just want music to, like, as an acoustic decoration or a, an entertainment factor, as, as, as something that nice is nice to have. I personally think music, the value of music, is so much deeper, and it ha- it has so much more to give. In a in, even in a in a therapeutic sense, and that is where where my work is is, uh, is has evolved. I'm working f- in in that field uh, a lot now. Um, that I I'm, I'm doing um, sounds and and I have a projects projects for um, a therapeutic. Applications that uh, for for a trauma uh, therapy of people have post traumatic uh, stress disorder and and it I'm getting so much feedback from that this is such an important that so many people need desperately need this in these days and one of the projects that I have is is a uh, I was asked for uh, 2014. I was asked by the University of Geneva in Switzerland to develop a, a sound application for prematurely born children. And um, I, I was, at first I was a bit scared because that's that's really, the, that's the, 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 that's a very serious uh, matter. And, and so, but I, I was, Lucky, I did this application. It was it was applied uh, for hundreds of children uh, over many years, and this is it's a study, uh, an official um, uh, scientific story uh, study, and it has turned out that um, those children, it was a double blind study, uh, those children who have li- been exposed to this music or this sound application uh, three times a day. Have a significant better brain uh, development, the neuroplasticity, than those who haven't gotten this sound. And because prematurely ba- born babies are so much under stress that they block themselves completely against any stimuli from outside. And we need for the de- brain development, we need stimuli. That's that's what kicks us off. That, that was uh, what, what uh, initializes this process. And if we are blocking ourselves against stimuli, then then the brain development is, is is reduced, and in some cases drastically reduced. And so we have been totally surprised about the effect it had, and uh, have now um, our. Yeah, we have an enormously intense feedback from all over the world from neonatologies that uh, that are desperately waiting for a form that they can they can apply in their 
in their uh, clinics. And this is so, such a wonderful feedback that I'm getting, and, and which is a confirmation in a way that music is has a much, much deeper, um, uh, yeah, deeper. Yeah, it's 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 much deeper than we think, just as an entertaining factor. No, I don't. I never call this music. Actually, I always call it um, sound applications because it wasn't planned to be music. I, I, um, because that is, it doesn't have any entertaining aspect to it. It's it's, it's a completely scientifically built application that that has this um, uh, intense. Um, uh, relaxation uh, backdrop from hundreds of overtones from human voices and then there is this these little stimuli these acoustic artifacts a little bell or a, a, a little flute but but just very short to to uh, kick them uh, off in, in, in their, their imagination so the brain gets uh, gets to work and uh, but it's not, it's not music, so in in the, that sense, it doesn't have the same. I wasn't following uh, uh, aesthetic criteria. I was just um, so whenever you're listening to that, uh, it has it really has a um, a medical <laughs> um, reason for for it, how it is. I think even even in this project, I the way I work is very spontaneously and very intuitive. I I try to um, to have a to change the hierarchy of of, of influences uh, in in a way a little bit. It's not my conscious mind that wants to construct music or sound. It is it comes my way in a way by me not. Um, thinking too much <laughs> but just feeling and, and intuitively following what what comes my way and I did I worked the same way with for the premise uh, but of course I was experimenting with with premise with the instruments how what instrument would be the the uh, you know, the best instrument for, and how would they react on, on these instruments and interestingly enough it was a Indian snake charmer flute that that they reacted the most maybe because it is it is it's very similar to the human voice but um i try to to really i wouldn't say channel that's these are all very um difficult <laughs> words because they've been they've been overly used over overused in the in the past years i don't know what it is it's just when i empty myself and I do not 
think too much. I just keep my conscious mind. Uh, yeah, I try to distract it and, and just uh, show, look look over there. There's something interesting. Then he goes wandering off. Now I'm all here, uh, free from from too much thinking. And that's what the that's when I, when I start working. So that's even for the for the preemies. That's how I work. Kaya. Nine five nine. Our conscious mind is so dominating. It is a, it's a yeah. It's always it's a it's a power struggle. <laughs> always it wants to be under control. And now today we know that it's our conscious mind that creates our reality or our perception of the reality, which is completely uh, inaccurate. <laughs> that that's what, what what physics the modern physics. Uh, is revealing that it's just completely inactive. What we uh, what we experience as as a reality is a construction of our of our mind, and uh, it's, it's it sounds a bit weird, but it's it's there's a lot of proof and evidence that it is the case. So with the music, I don't want to I don't want to sacrifice the music. I just want actually to the music to write itself. Well, after our Montreux Jazz Festival concert, the um, anniversary concert, we I thought it's it's time to to take a break and to do something else, not, not touring. I'm, there was a lot of music in, in these ten years that I stayed away from touring, that uh, that was um, filled with music, and I've written a novel in these um, ten years. Uh, so if you do that something like that you need to really focus and and you can't be on tour all the time and so that's the reason why I stepped back from from touring but uh, we we went to to London and to actually to Johannesburg uh, to uh, record this uh, album with wonderful people from South Africa as well uh, and and that is then was when we were ready to to go on on tour again or to do live performances. That's when the COVID <laughs> came and COVID came and, and stopped everything. We already had sold out concerts and uh, we had to cancel or postpone everything, like most people. And so that's that's the reason why we were ready with the with the new album. We were ready with the concert tour. I was ready with the novel, uh, at least in Germany, in German. Uh, but then uh, we had to wait, and that's the reason why it came out so late. Kaya959. The track Wawa features our very own Africa Pella. It's off Andreas Vollenweider's last studio album, Slow Flow Dance. And before that, you heard Stella, also off Andreas's Cosmopoly. And by the way, I wanted to tell you that those songs for premies, the music for premies, are available for download. I did play them earlier on Andreas Vollenweider's website. But speaking to uh, the great man himself, um, and his relationship with, with South Africa it goes way way back and I wanted to know more from him about this relationship and what it has meant for him to work with South African artists 
959. Songs of healing and inspiration on the World Show with Nikki B. Already in the early 80s, it seemed that this music was kind of adopted by South African uh, people. And, and and I had so much uh, feedback from South Africa. It was I had no idea how it got <laughs> to South Africa, the music. But for some reason, it, it, it got, as we say today, viral. And, um, and that has, of course, been very interesting to me. And I also thought, so for some reason, my sister lives in South Africa since 50 years now as a family. And uh, that was also something that was very moving for me, that, that there was a connection to my sister. Because in the early years, uh, speaking on the phone was very difficult and extremely expensive. So we, we had very few contact possibilities and the music was certainly one. Uh, and um, I have, I've just, I, it's one of these things that again, I can't really explain. <laughs> there is a, uh, an intimacy in, in my relationship to the South African culture and and to also your history is really has always been so much in the, in the foreground of my attention that and so it was so inspiring also to and I've learned so much about the uh, through that process that you were going through. I was here safe and sound in, in Switzerland, but I, I was I was close to the process uh, you were going through. Uh, at least in my imagination, and I've tried to weave it into the music. Um, like there was this this song, Pearls and Tears, that I, I, I've written, um, and I, I, I was playing, I was just improvising very early in the morning, and I was thinking about South Africa, I was thinking about my sister, and I was thinking about the process of this, uh, this whole, that was long uh, before uh, the change. It was, still uh, apartheid in its strongest and um, suddenly it came to my mind that if everything go, could ever become better it would need one one strong force that, that it could become better and that is forgiveness because there has been so much guilt has been generated in these years before and Without f- forgiveness, it's, it's, uh, it's bloodshed is it's, it's programmed. It's, it's, it's unavoid- unavoidable. And um, yeah, that, that, that has been very intense. And then the, the working with uh, Ladies Miss Black Mombasa, with uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, with Afrika Pela, then later, Mohamed, who is a wonderful archaeologist. <laughs> Uh, in music uh, and has has uh, brought us together with uh, Africa Bay and myself. Yeah, for, there's always been this intense, uh, it's a second home for for the music and for me in a way too. So I'm extremely excited to come over again and 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 have a celebration of our relationship.
959. Andreas Vollenweider's Secret Garden of uh, Cosmopoly Annex. Uh, and of course, before that, Pearls and Tears, the track he spoke about of his album of many years ago, Dancing with the Lion. I'm Nikki B, catching up with Andreas Vollenweider. And I did ask him, what can we expect from his performance this coming weekend? He's performing Friday and Saturday at the Joy of Jazz. Nine five nine. The World Show with Nikki B on Kaya Nine Five Nine. We will be playing music from all the different albums, and some of it uh, of the songs we have never ever played before because we we um, uh, yeah there's, there's so many songs over the years. <laughs> I've, I've just been, when selecting the, the the songs for the for this show. Um, I was blown away by the by the sheer amount of songs that came out. Uh, but I'm I'm grandfather now, and that's that in itself is a shows a long long time <laughs> frame. <laughs> so uh, we will be playing music from from all the albums, and and of course not exactly how they are on the albums. That would be boring for everyone. <laughs> so we we have also a gr- have a great band together wonderful musicians some of them with uh, which uh, which with whom i've worked uh, over 40 years so it's a great a great uh, yeah experience songs of healing and inspiration on the world show with nikki b to chat to andreas avalenweider before him gracing our stores, our shores this coming weekend, the joy of jazz. I had one more question for him. But before I go there, I've got to remind you that you're not going anywhere. Because Brother George Manios is up next and he's going to be jazzing it up with you all the way to the midnight hour. And of course to the new week, playing some of the finest sounds. Absolutely love the selection. Lastly chatted to Andreas Wallenweider about, uh, you know, I said to him, it's almost five decades he's been performing and recording. He's written a book. He's worked with healing. He's collaborated. He's done so much. I wanted to know what kept him going. And he's going to tell us just that. And then I'm going to play a final track off his latest album, Slow Flow Dancer. It's called Scarabios. And it features our own Africa Pella, as well as Ayanda Niklangoti, both of whom will be playing, uh, performing with him at the Joy of Jazz. From me, Nikki B, to you, whatever else you do this week, make sure you keep shining. And of course, keep it Kaya. Kaya. 959. Sounds to uplift and inspire on the World Show with Nikki B. I'm I'm just enjoying so much. I've been... I was so lucky, I can't even begin to describe how fortunate and privileged I've been by by being able to, for every minute actually of, of the development of my biography, I'm, I'm deeply grateful because I've learned so much and one has brought me to the next and so and it was always about finding depth and finding substance and, and finding value and and finding finding deep emotional uh, treasures and that has been so overwhelmingly dominant in my life that I would 
not be able to not <laughs> keep going. <laughs> somebody has to, if, I, if I'm, somebody has to stop me at some point with uh, hitting me on the head or something, I would just go on otherwise. I warn you. <laughs> Global Group on the World Show with Nikki B.